Welcome to the Become New podcast with John Ortberg. We're in a series right now called Habit, where we're looking at the daily practices that shape the people we become. If you like this podcast, you can share it with a friend or give us a review wherever you're listening. That will help us spread the word. For more resources, visit becomenew.me. Now here's John. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in this day. Did you say that today? Did you say it at the beginning of the day? How's that going? I'm asking these questions for a particular reason. We are looking at habits. Our life is a mass of habits. Habits are way more than just tying a shoe, driving a car. And when it comes to our lives, they're more than simply cultivating what we might think of as devotional habits, like spending time regularly in prayer or reading the Bible, as important and good as those things are. And one of the dangers with habits is we get regimented into them and we think that because I'm cultivating this habit, that makes me a good person. Oh, no, it doesn't. So what I want to talk to you today is in the category of relational habits, not something that people tend to think of as devotional habits. I actually want to talk to you about five very destructive relational habits. A guy named Terrence Real talks about this that you're going to want to break. And initially, I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, oh, man, how in the world am I going to break five habits? I'm depressed already. I wasn't listening to this. Au contraire. Remember the golden rule of habit formation. Never try to break a habit. Replace a habit. There's a habit that you don't want to hang on to. Um, Find another one so that the cue is there. There's a reward there, but the response is different. And I will give you that, the golden habit, after we get through these five. So here are the five um, ways to wreck a relationship. Number one, always try to be right. Alice Willard used to say, uh, it's a very difficult thing in life to be right and not hurt anybody with it. And one of the most amazing things about Jesus is he was right and he didn't hurt people. Did you like sitting next to the kid in class that was always right when you were going to school? And it is possible to live another way. I think about my friend Mark. You might have heard him. He teaches philosophy and he's one of the smartest guys I know. I have never heard him make someone feel silly or dumber than him, even though almost all of us are dumber than him. When you talk with Mark, no matter what you say, he will genuinely, honestly look for something of interest or truth or worthwhile in what you say and build the conversational bridge from there. Man, my uh, I, I constantly learn from him because of my need to try to make myself sound smarter than I actually am. Second habit is controlling your partner. I was with a whole bunch of folks that are married quite recently and... Um, when it comes to another person's um, manners or temperament, or uh, if one person is uh, a spiritual person, often wanting the other person to go to church with me and to be the same way that I am, to let go of that. I remember reading years ago, Lou Smeads wrote about a dad who was disappointed in his daughter, wanted her to be different. And she was often depressed. And he said to Lou, I've realized that I must forgive my daughter. And Lou said, no, 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 no. You must accept her. Forgiveness is what you offer someone when they have wronged you. Acceptance is something that you offer to someone when you are trying to control them and make them into the person you want them to be rather than the person that they actually are. Another habit is 
practicing unbridled self-expression. I just want to be able to let it rip. I want to be able to say when I feel like it just makes me feel natural that way. Another wonderful moment many years ago with Dallas, I remember somebody coming up to him and they were lamenting, it just feels laborious to have to watch my words so that they don't do damage in other people's lives. And they said to Dallas, I feel like I always got to walk on eggshells. And he said, better to walk on eggshells carefully than always be breaking eggs. And so to think, you know, the fruit of, uh, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control and to bring my tongue uh, under the power of God, the power of the Spirit. Of course, the opposite of unbridled expression is bridled. And uh, the bit goes into the tongue. So that's another one. Then a fourth habit is retaliation against your partner or against your friend or against your enemy. I got to get even. My friend Rankin sent me something quite recently, and it was just this wonderful slice of somebody's therapy with their therapist and the therapist talked about you know what as long as you go through your life obsessing ruminating over somebody that hurt you how could i get back at them what could i do how can i make sure to inflict pain on them how do i know they get i'm the one that's in prison i'm the one that is at hurt life is always about this moment and then the next moment moving into the future and i cannot do that if i'm chained to my need to retaliate against somebody that uh has done something to me that i don't like and then the fifth habit is withdrawing from other people if you do something that disappoints me or that i don't like and i don't want to energy that would be required for a direct conversation. I can try to control you by just withdrawing, getting a little bit quiet, getting a little bit distant, showing you by my body language that you have hurt me so that you will feel really bad and then be motivated to change and be the person that I want you to be. And it's too bad because withdrawing is one of the things that I do best. But I have never yet had it work effectively. I've never had anybody come back to me and say, you know what, because you pouted and uh, gave me the cold shoulder and weren't as responsive to me and were a little distant, a little civil, a little polite, enough so that I knew that you were doing it, but not enough so that I could actually talk to you about it. Because you have done that, I'm a better person today. I'm more motivated. I'm more truthful. Never works. So if those don't, but it's not going to work to just think, how do I break the habit of withdrawal? or break the habit of un- self, uh, unbridled self-expression, what do I do? Here it is. Here's a remarkable gift to give to other people and relationships. I was reading by the guy who used to be the head of Andover Newton Theological School. He wrote about Jesus that, by his count, Jesus asked 304 questions. His name is Mark. He wrote that Jesus was, was himself asked by other people, I think, I think it was 187 questions, and he actually only answered three. Usually, if he was asked a question, he would come back with another question. What's interesting is God himself does this in the book of Genesis when he sees Adam as soon as there's the fall. Uh, Where were you when I came? Were you hiding? Did you eat the fruit? When he comes to Cain, where is your brother? God is asking those questions not because he does not know, but because questions are the way that we invite other people to engage with us and disclose to us their deeper selves. 
And it's amazing that God wants to do that. And Jesus, who is the person who knew everything, and so we might think, like I grew up in a culture where people wanted to be the Bible answer man, because that's, you have the answers, know the answers, tell the answers. And of course, the answer is not a bad thing. What's interesting with Jesus is he was, first of all, the Bible's question man. He asked more questions than anybody else in the Bible. You might think that that would be somebody who was ignorant or uneducated or foolish. Or, it was Jesus. So here's the habit. When I'm in conversation with another person, I will ask a question. When I talk to another person, when I see a person and I can be engaged with them, I will ask them a question. I will try to make it open-ended. I will think about some questions for people in particular in my life. What fills you with joy these days? What's energizing for you? What feels like it's changed? What was a high point yesterday? What was a low point yesterday? To think about that. When I see another person, I engage in conversation, I will ask a question, and then I will plunge in. I admire so much. I think about people I know and love well who not only ask questions, they never do it out of a sense of um, obligation or this is what you're supposed to do. They actually do it out of curiosity because love asks. That's what love does. Love wants to know. Love wants to connect. And so love asks. To ask a question and then it's almost like you're throwing a rock into the pool and then you dive in right behind it. Plunge into the conversation and look. How does the person respond? What do they say? So I'm listening and I could actually remember. And what does their face look like? And what does their tone of voice communicate? How could I respond to this in a way that might allow me to enter more deeply into the life of this person who is made in the image of God? There are people who have cultivated the habit of great conversational capacity. I want to be one of those people. So that's it as you go through the day. When I'm talking to somebody, I will ask one question. And, and when I do, I'm just doing a little eyebrow twitch right now because that kind of reminds me inside. That's that little reward. Ah, I did it. Love is habit for me. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcasts wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.